We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Rotowire DFS podcast for Wednesday, September 7th. I'm your host, James Seltzer, and with me, as always, the man who has too many computers for it, for even his own use. He's flush with computers. You can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22, Mr. Paul Bruno. What's up, Paul? Hey, looking forward to the beginning of a brand new season in the NFL. I cannot wait. So the, the joke there was Paul Paul is lucky enough to have gotten a new computer and then got the old one fixed for free and uh, rubbed it in my face before we started the podcast. <laughs> so I figured I'd bring it right on the air. No, uh, Paul, Paul's the best. And uh, we're excited. We've actually been, uh, Paul and I have been talking baseball with you guys all season. And, and now we finally get the chance to transition over to football. Obviously, tomorrow night, Thursday night, the first game of the NFL season and, and then Sunday, we finally ratchet up and get going. So uh, let's jump in. We're going to talk some some FanDuel, some DFS football, and today's focus is on the most important position in DFS and in fantasy, at least historically, is the running back position. So uh, Paul and I are going to just kind of go through all the the layers of options here and try and find you your best high price, your best mid price, your best low-priced options and really give you a, a full breakdown of the running back position. So, Paul, let's start there. Let's look at the 8,000 and up range. There are only six guys in that range, and it's generally the six guys you see taken towards the tops of drafts or six of the guys with Todd Gurley is the most expensive at 8,900. Levy and Bell at 8,800. Obviously, don't put Levy and Bell in your lineup this week. <laughs> Suspended for three games, but obviously the price carries over from last season. So, And then David Johnson at 8,800 is third highest price. And then you 
Bit of a dip down to 8,200 for Adrian Peterson, 81 for Devontae Freeman, and then Jamal Charles at 8,000. Obviously a very risky play. It looks like he will miss week one as well. So, uh, A, what do you think about that top group of running backs, and B, do you think you're kind of – leaning towards any of them well i had to first clear with you i thought that Le'Veon bell was suspended but i was wondering why would he be second on this yeah, list exactly. so people can't be fooled by this sort of thing i i thought am i have i been on the moon did i i <laughs> thought he was suspended and so you you confirmed that and i checked it while we were talking too and then jamal charles this guy's injury history really scares me James and, and uh, I those are two names that I would take away from this list right away Todd Gurley of course seems to be the darling of the fantasy season and he's right at the top of the list uh, against possibly the worst team in the NFL but there's one thing that I have to caution here being a fan of the rivalries of the sport there's a big one between LA and, and San Francisco that's going to be rekindled and and that's going to be part of the backdrop in this game that makes me kind of shy away from Gurley even though the matchup looks too good to be true in terms of the positive ones I love the Devontae Freeman against Tampa pick because he's part of a big deep offense and should roll here don't forget his pass receiving ability he caught 73 balls last year in addition to rushing for over a thousand yards and Tampa ranked tied for 31st in yards per rush allowed last season so that's a very tempting uh, play in the top tier. And then, of course, I'm uh, Adrian Peterson fan, $8,200. He carried the rock 39 more times than any other player last season. And I expect him to get a similarly hev heavy workload. And uh, he's still only 31 years old. I think there's a lot of uh, gas in his tank still. So I like that one. And then David Johnson against the Patriots. He's a second year back. Only five starts last year, and he's got Chris Johnson waiting in the wings. I'm not sure how the split's going to go in terms of workload. So that's my breakdown of the top uh, running backs. I'm curious to see whether you agree or disagree. Um, I, I agree on some. I, I, I Todd Gurley, it, it's too expensive, but if you want to pay up the 8900 I think he's a sure thing against this Niners defense. I, I totally agree with the rivalry thing. NFC West games are always hotly contested, but Gurley is a freak of nature. In my opinion, he's the best running back in football, along with the suspended Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and, and I would be willing to pay the 8900 However, as we'll see as we move on, there, there are values that I like a lot more and would probably lean in that direction, but happy with Gurley at, at that price. I think he's going to be terrific. Uh, Freeman is a decent value at that price. They're just guys I like a little bit more. I, I don't think I'd pay the 8800 for David Johnson, but I do think that he is 100% the go-to guy there. I think he'll get the work. And against the Patriots, seeing with Jimmy Garoppolo behind center, you know, you don't know if there there is a chance that Arizona could take a lead and hang on to it, uh, in which case Johnson could get a lot of work. But uh, honestly, when I look at that 8000 and up, and then I look at the values lower down, I am not going to have any of those guys in my lineup when it comes down to it, just because there is too much value as we move down. So let, let's jump into some of those values as I see a fair amount of guys in this seven to 8,000 range or seven to 7,900 that I would rather have than those top tier guys based on the price. Obviously, Paul, the Cowboys fan, looking forward to seeing Zeke Elliott make his first uh, first appearance on a regular season NFL football field, as are many. Uh, 7900 uh, looks like a good price there, but he is a rookie. Lamar Miller at 7600 an interesting price. we got Thomas Rawls in there, Mark Ingram, Doug Martin, D'Angelo Williams, and Eddie Lacy. Do any of those names jump out? 
I'll give you three thumbnails here. Uh, of course, Zeke uh, looks like a, a great play in my mind. $7,900 behind that big offensive line and working with a mobile quarterback. The sky's the limit for him against a team that the, 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 the Cowboys and the Giants have locked up in nothing but shootouts in the last six or seven times they've met particularly when they play in Big D. So I'm looking for more of the same. And the, the Giants' defense, uh, they, they don't scare me in terms of Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott's ability to pile up big yardage. So I see a high score, lots of offense, and uh, the young rookie's going to have a big debut, I think. Lamar Miller uh, jumps out at me in this tier, James, though. This guy gets a new lease on life in Houston, I think. At, priced at $7,600, he gets a really good matchup against a pretty bad Chicago team. I always felt that he was under you utilized in St. Louis and now he should get way more touches per game. I'm looking to see for to see him get the rock at least 20 times in this one. He, he you got to look at his uh, career stats. He was limited to less than 15 yards, 15 carries per game as a dolphin in the last 2 years and you can't discount the fact that he had an average of 4.7 yards per carry over that term. So I want to see what he does with a heavier workload and I think this is a great chance for him to highlight those skills. And then I'm looking for a big bounce back from Eddie Lacy who looks to me, a little bit trimmer than he was last year. This guy's got lots to prove. His price is heavily discounted at $7,100. Uh, you've got to like the fact that Jacksonville has accumulated a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball through the draft, and uh, we want to see when, when they pull it together. But I think that uh, Lacey has, has that uh, chip on his shoulder, and it's time to make amends. This looks like a good place to start for me. So those are the three guys that jump out in this tier, and I agree with you. They're better value to me than, than the top tier guys that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I love Zeke in general. He is uh, one of my more owned players in season-long leagues. I, I'm very bullish on him behind that O-line. I think the Tony Romo injury might hurt the passing game, but I, I don't think it will hurt, uh, hurt Zeke that much, especially with Dak's ability to run. I think that could open it up a little. Uh, however, I do like Lamar Miller at $300 cheaper more. Uh, I think that, uh, granted, neither defense a great run defense last year, uh, but the Giants did a little bit more to bolster that D in the offseason, uh, a little bit more so with the pass D, but they had to do that. They were the worst pass defense in the league after the Saints. So, uh, you know, you, I like what they did, bringing in Olivier Vernon, bringing in some of those corners, bulking it up there just in general. Uh, so I, 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 I like Zeke, and I, I think he's going to be good, but for $300 cheaper, I think Miller probably a better value. Uh, and then, you know what, honestly, the, the one name in there that kind of, it might be a little underrated to me is that D'Angelo Williams, as we know that he is going to be starting, obviously, because we mentioned Love Bell's suspension. And Washington was the seventh worst, worst rush defense in the league last year. If they have a hold on defense, I would say that's it. Um, so, so I think that's actually a decent price and potentially someone who in GPPs might not be owned that much. Eddie Lacy, again, I, I got to see that fat ass out on the field, actually show it to me first. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see with Eddie Lacy, but the price is appealing, especially against the Jacksonville D that looks upgraded, but we actually haven't seen it on the field as well. All right, Paul, let's move down to that six, six, nine and below to 6,000 range that, the 6,000s, again, there are a couple names in here that um, are, are interesting and appealing. A much larger group of names when you go all the way down to 6,000 where Matt Jones and Chris Johnson sit. And then going up to that 6,900 of LaShawn McCoy, Justin Forsett area. Uh, a few legitimate starting running backs in there when you see like Latavius Murray and Arian Foster and Langford. Are, are any of these guys appealing to you in that range? 
Well, I'll tell you a couple of guys that I like, and they are playing against each other in the Buffalo versus Baltimore game. You look at Justin Forsett, uh, and I'll point to the fact that Buffalo was tied for last in yards per rush last season. Forsett's going to lug the ball a lot in this one, I think, and that could mean a big game for him. And on the other side of the ball, LaShawn McCoy is the central centerpiece of the Bills' offense once again. This guy is a big factor in their passing attack as well as the running game, and uh, and there's not a lot of depth behind him at the running back position. So that for 6900 bucks, you can't go wrong either way there. Uh, and you go further down the list, I look at Matt Forte, one of my all-time favorites in in uh, in uh, fantasy play. Uh, he's got a new uh, sweater this year with the Jets, and. He, he has the same story behind him as LaShawn McQuay. I look for him to be a cornerstone for the Jets' offense to get the ball a lot, whether it's on the ground or through the air. And then on the other side of the equation, you've got to look at guys that you can discount right away. And uh, we've got to throw out a couple of guys that have links to my Cowboys. DeMarco Murray with Tennessee at 6500 bucks. His arm injury woes are a concern despite the fact that he's saying he's good to go. I'm a little bit concerned uh, about his health, and, and uh, I don't think that's a good value for 6500 bucks. There's lots better players. And then Darren McFadden, obviously, he's out for a while, officially for the first six weeks, yet he's still priced in here at 6500 bucks. so don't go there. Then uh, one more I'll throw out is Dion Lewis, not playing for the Patriots. That opens things up for a couple of guys we'll talk about later. So that's my view on the starting running backs. I might say LeGarrette Blunt for the Patriots, $6,000 as the de facto starter in New England. I think that's an excellent price point uh, where there's pr probably pretty good value in that matchup. Yeah, this is a weird tier for me. I love the the LaShawn McCoy call uh, at 6,900, you know, talent-wise. He's up there with the best backs in the league, and I, I think he is going to have a bounce-back season in Buffalo. And they were a good running team last year. That O-line was a good run-blocking line, terrible in pass protection. But they were able to run, so I, I like that call a lot. And uh, I'm not a huge Latavius Murray fan, but that New Orleans D isn't very good, and, and he's going to get touches. Um, but again, I don't, I don't think I love this tier that much. Uh, you know, Arian Foster is a guy I like as an upside play this year, but I don't like that matchup with Seattle at that price. Langford, another guy at 6,200 is going to get a lot of touches. So for the price, potentially worth a shot, but that Houston D is pretty solid. JJ Watt's going to be playing. So really, and you know, I like Carlos Hyde in general, but again, that LA defense is, is tough. So when, when I really look at this, Ryan Matthews at 6,100 because uh, he's healthy right now. Like the <laughs> knock on Ryan Matthews is he's never healthy. As of this moment, he's healthy at 6,100 against an atrocious Cleveland defense. I think that's kind of a, a nice upside play. Uh, I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, same with Rashad Jennings. No offense against your Cowboys um, <laughs> as uh, Jennings. Uh, second half of last season was was pretty good and and is the the at least until Paul Perkins makes more headway is clearly the the three down back there so I think Rashad Jennings is an interesting play at six thousand as well but this next year which we're going to get to in a second has even more interesting plays in my mind but before we get there let me remind everyone fantasy football fans the wait is nearly over football is back we're even talking about it right now so which means that FanDuel is back and this year it's better than ever it's not just a new season at FanDuel it's a new era they've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans and they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer which makes you sports rich Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. 
new to the game, play in a beginner contest, learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash. Or you could settle a score with a friend in FanDuel's new, brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new features ensure a fair and level playing field. Guys, I, there is nothing better than FanDuel for football week to week. You get to actually avoid injuries. You get to avoid having that guy you take in the second round who just craps the bed and stinks all season long. It allows you to reset every week, which is more important for football than any other sport, in my opinion. It's it's the gold standard, and, and it's just exciting to have it back. You can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy has to offer. At FanDuel, you can be sports rich. We also have a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. So you're basically getting the subscription and playing with the money. It's it's a win-win. It's over $40 in value for just $10. So go to FanDuel.com slash RW. R W. All right, Paul. Let's get into the let's get into the nitty gritty here. Let's get into the where it's where it's won and lost with the with the real deal values as we go down below the six thousand mark and uh, really we'll we'll go down to the five thousand mark and then there are even more guys down below. But but generally speaking, on a week to week basis, most of your plays will be from five thousand and above, especially once we get uh, you know more data on these guys. But uh, generally, week one, in my experience, the last couple of years with FanDuel, is the time to take advantage of this pricing because you know there's a it, a lot of this algorithm, whatever it is, this type of stuff is based off last season's production. And there are guys who who are valuable in this tier who are, who are way underpriced. And also, a lot of times, as we saw with Levy and Bell in the lineup and Jamal Charles in the lineup, a lot of their backups don't get the just pricing that they deserve week one when they're in the lineup. So, uh, speaking of that, Paul, we got a lot of names in here. A lot of names I like actually is some upside plays from the Danny Woodhead at 5,800 down to the 5,000 number with Tra- Tavares C- Cadet. I'm guessing you're not playing Tavares, but who in that range does appeal to you? Well, just above him, there's Theo Riddick at $5,100. There's some doubt about Amir Abdullah in week one, and and Theo Riddick is one of a couple of options that may well get a lot of uh, playing time with that scenario, and and it's a pretty favorable matchup against a pretty porous defense, so that's one that I will look at. On Thursday night, though, there's even an opportunity for Denver fans who, like Ronnie Hillman, he eats a run in tandem with C.J. Anderson for the last year and a half, and the, the difference in touches is not that significant, and so so for $5,800, there might be some good value there against the Carolina team that might surprise our listeners when you point out that they were one of the highest in terms of yards per carry allowed last season. Uh, Alfred Morris of the Cowboys also bears a look, particularly in the red zone, I think, against the Giants. This guy's a bruising running back, and he'll be used to spell Ezekiel Elliott, particularly if Zeke gets off to a slow start. He might even get more touches for $5,400. That's an attractive price. Then in New England's uh, game against Arizona, James White bears a look as well because he and LeGarrette Blount will probably split uh, carries and you, and if he can rip off a couple of long ones for 4900 bucks, that's tremendous value there too. I'll throw that in just below the 5000 tier. I hope I'm not ste- stealing any of your thunder there, James. Way to go, Paul. Jeez, we, we <laughs> planned this whole... No, I'm kidding. No, totally cool, Paul. And um, uh, I love some of those names there. For me, um, there and, and also just to bring up, I meant to say it before, but a, a really good point 
about the pass catching ability because you do get a half point per reception in FanDuel scoring. So make sure you pay attention to that and take advantage of that because it is a way to accumulate a fair amount of extra points, especially when you get those running backs who can catch passes. As we see with a couple of guys in this range, the Danny Woodheads at 5,800, Duke Johnson at 5,600 against an Eagles defense that had problems with backs out of the flat last year. Darren Sproles against Cleveland. Again, that's a terrible defense. Those are all names as those low-end type of options. I wouldn't hate getting in there because they're gonna, they have a pretty uh, high floor in terms of, of when you look at those half-point per reception and the amount of involvement they're likely to have in the offense. Bilal Powell, another name that could be like that. Um, but th- there are two names as, as upside. One, one is the most obvious, in my opinion, play on the board today. Uh, which, as we talked about, Jamal Charles, uh, assuming he's out, which it very, very likely looks like he will be, Spencer Ware at 5,400 is a must-play. And, and I know in GPPs he's probably going to be very high-owned, and I can understand pivoting there. But in a cash game and, and even in GPPs, uh, it's going to be hard not to have him in my lineup against a terrible San Diego defense. Terrible. Can I reiterate how bad that San Diego defense is? Spencer Ware was good last year when given the opportunity. Kansas City, a very good running offense. So uh, I think Charkandrick West will be involved as well if Charles is out, which is an interesting play for a little bit cheaper there. But um, at 5,100, he is also dealing with a bit of an injury as well. So Spencer Ware has a chance to maybe even be the only healthy running back on the Chiefs, a really good running team against an awful defense for an insanely cheap price. So I, I, if, if Charles is indeed out, which it looks that way, I think Spencer Ware is my favorite value on the board at running back. Uh, and then one other name there that at 5,400 is, is more of an upside play because, as you mentioned, I too am very down on DeMarco Murray, not just this week, but from a season-long perspective. I watched him last year in Philly, and I know that he was coming off that that insane year in Dallas with all those touches and and all that. But he looked done. He he looked like he has nothing left. And I, you know, he was a good running back, but he's never the kind of he was never an elusive guy. Never gonna, you know, run past people. And even then, he looked that much slower last year. So um, I, I'm out on Demarco Murray. I think Derrick Henry at 5400 is is a really nice upside play based on the fact that they like him there a lot. And, uh, and he looked awesome during the preseason as well. Tough matchup against Minnesota, uh, but as an upside play, not, not the worst one out there. All right, Paul, let's get in. And you already, you know, spilled the beans and gave one of them. But <laughs> in addition to James White at 4,900, let's just go down to the bottom of the list. 4,500 is the lowest price that you get here on FanDuel. Um, are, are there any names outside of James White who I agree with that, you know, it? For 4900 him and Spencer Ware are probably, I, I mentioned Ware, White's right there as one of the best plays on the board just based on his pass-catching ability. Uh, again, the fact they're playing a good Arizona team and could be down and need to throw the ball, in which case with Garoppolo in there, he's a safety valve. I think James White at 4900 is a, a terrific play. Uh, who else in that range is there? Is there any other upside plays you're considering? Well, I'm looking at a couple. Mike Tolbert's a kind of a goal line specialist for Carolina, and uh, they'll get, they're going to get the ball uh, into the red zone a lot, I think, against Denver on Thursday. And uh, I could see him getting a, t- a couple of goal line touches and maybe a couple of easy scores, so that could rack up some big points for him. And then Christine Michael's a guy whom I've uh, kept my eye on. He's in a decent situation in Seattle, uh, high up on the depth chart for $4,800. Might get a, a look there in that game that's well worth it. And then uh, go back to the Detroit situation. They've got some some names that are vying for touches there. And Zach Zenner is one of them. He's probably going to be number two in terms of
of the hierarchy in, in game one. So for $4,900, there's a third guy with some decent value as well. Yeah, I love the Christine Michael pick. That's another guy I have a lot of shares of in season-long leagues because uh, I'm worried about Thomas Rawls. And we haven't seen Rawls in the preseason other than that one, you know, little bit of a, a action So in that last game. So, um, you know, it's... It, very easy to believe you tweak something something isn't writing and all of a sudden christine michael is dominating because that is a, a good running team as well and and he looked great um so I, I think that's a really nice upside play especially because i do think he's going to get work regardless you know whether especially week one when Rawls has not seen a lot of live action i think michael is a really really nice play at 4800 uh two more names that you didn't mention uh, i'll add in that jumped out to me um one is a, a, a long shot play, a, you know, a, a Hail Mary. The other actually is going to get work, and that is Terrence West at 4,700. Uh, I know the Ravens brought Justin Forsett back after cutting him, but they still cut him and exposed him to the potential of being taken by another team. So uh, you can't sell me on the fact that they are super high on Justin Forsett right now. And West had a terrific preseason, had a, a great training camp. Was, uh, you know, whenever you looked at Baltimore beat reporters, all they were talking about was how great Terrence West looks. So at 4,700 for a guy who's going to get touches uh, against a uh, what was last season a bad Buffalo defense, I like Terrence West as an upside play. And then if you want to go Hail Mary play, and again, we talked before about Latavius Murray. I think he's going to get touches. Uh, but again, I don't think he's very good. And I think DeAndre <laughs> Washington is better as his backup. And that New Orleans defense, again, the worst in the league against the run, 4.9 yards per carry. That's awful. Um, so just on that upside potential and the fact if Murray struggles or if Murray, you know, I do think Washington will get some work regardless, but – that's kind of a Hail Mary play there for me. But but if I'm going in that 4,000 range, I love the Christy Michael call, James White, and uh, and uh, those are really – and Terrence West. Those are the three guys that I like there. All right, Paul, uh, on the way out, any any final thoughts heading into this running back week one? And, and Paul and I will be back tomorrow to talk some wide receivers, which will be fun as well. But uh, when you look at it, any just general thoughts heading into week one? Well, I'm looking at some of the big names to see how they perform. Look at uh, Lamar Miller, a guy that I've been a big fan of in a new situation to see whether he is going to get the 20 plus touches that I kind of highlighted and and uh, is which version of Eddie Lacy are we going to see the one from two years ago when he was a stud or last year when he was a Pillsbury Doughboy. So there's a few, uh, few names that I'm going to be watching. And then at the lower end, I want to see who jumps out of the New England uh, backfield because you know that they're going to have to be leaning on the run to uh, protect their uh, their second stringer at quarterback there so uh, a few different scenarios jump out at me yeah i week one what i'll say going in is is be ready to to change your preconceived notions because everything that we've seen in preseason will there be some things that turned out in hindsight to be important absolutely uh, but it's impossible to really predict which ones those are. There's so much stuff that happens in preseason that doesn't carry over to the regular season. Offenses and defenses are as vanilla as they get. You're not seeing any sort of interesting play calling. And players are not going full speed unless they have to make the roster, you know, unless they're fighting for, for a job or, or a position battle. Um, the best guys are not, you know, going out and laying it all on the line on preseason. And the coaches are not going out and laying it online in preseason. So we're going to get our first real look at these teams. And, and really the first time we'll be able to make a real analysis, uh, you know, 
based on fact, and, and you know, especially with a lot of these new coaches like Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how those guys go about their offenses and running their offenses. Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. Um, so the, the biggest thing I would say is be willing to check your preconceived notions at the door, both in, in, in FanDuel and season long, really. Just the idea that just because you, you know, spent a lot of money on a guy or, or liked a guy going into week one doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to carry on throughout the season. So really pay attention week one for usage, for the types of offenses teams are running with new coaches and, and things along those lines, because you really can take a lot out of that week one action. All right, that's going to do it for the Rotowire DFS pod. Talking football, baby, uh, for September 7th, Wednesday. Paul and I will be back tomorrow again. Follow Paul on Twitter at Statsman22. He's a great follow. And uh, Paul, look forward to tomorrow. Looking forward to it. We're going to touch on the receivers, right? We are going to kill it with the receivers is what we're going to do tomorrow. Paul and I will be back tomorrow talking receivers as it is now. Peruse these these pricings look it over look it over look it over again because you know when you go through you sometimes miss those guys like theoretic at 5100 slides through the cracks if if amir abdul is out like paul said get that guy you know the the 4900 for white you you don't you have a tendency to just scroll through these and see a guy you like and not necessarily really look at the fine print as it were so, so really check these lamps out and again that's what the extra stuff is what Paul and I are here for, and we'll do the same thing with you again for receivers tomorrow. So again, for Paul Bruno, I'm James Seltzer. We will be back with you tomorrow talking wide receivers on the Rotowire DFS podcast.